This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you ready? Let's do it! Hello, I'm Polly, and you're listening to the Simply Said Podcast, the show where we talk about how to live well, do good, be happy. But that can be tricky in this day and age when we're concerned about big time issues, when we're rightly concerned and working to make change and become aware of equality issues, violence against black people, the pandemic, financial ups and downs that we're experiencing, and other difficult things in our society, things that need a good look at. But those things don't have to ruin your day. Because what happens when we feel overwhelmed? We stop, right? When we feel overwhelmed, when we feel stressed out, it's very hard to respond in a proactive way, a way that can really change things for the better in our families, in our lives, in our neighborhoods and communities. We need to be our best because it's exactly the time when we're dealing with challenging moments that we can rise up and do better. If we're feeling better, we do better. You've heard me say it time and time again. And so I want to talk about that a little bit today because I don't think happiness is the end all. I think emotions are powerful cues for us and I think they enhance our life. But I'm not talking about going for happiness. I don't think we need to be happy all the time. I certainly am not. But we can influence what's going on in our personal lives, what's going on and how we're feeling. And those feelings change and impact how we respond to the world. Think about it. When you're uptight and stressed, aren't you just a little more irritable or a little more impatient? right? But when we feel better, we do better. And that's where positive change comes from for you and for all of us. So that's what we're going to be talking about today right here on Simply Said. Have you ever woke up on the wrong side of the bed? You know that old cliche where you roll out of bed and you stub your toe and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a crap day. Everything's falling apart. We all have. And if we let ourselves be influenced by the external world around us, by all those little things, if we judge everything that happens to us, it's going to be hard to find a way through. It begins to feel like life is piling on and those little things become big things and make us distracted and less aware and more chippy. So bigger things do happen throughout our day, right? We set the tune in the morning for how we're going to respond to the events of our day. Have you ever woken up and the sun's been shining and the coffee's brewing and all feels good and you stub your toe? 
not such a big deal in those days, right? It hurts for a minute and then you go back in because you have already decided that you're feeling good and those good feelings carry over with you into your day. So here's what it comes down to. Will you choose to complain about the life you are leading, the things that go haywire in the world? Because there's plenty. Or will you choose to create the life you want by creating the experiences and attitudes, mindsets, changes and opportunities that help make positive change in the way you're feeling in your own life and the lives of others? Sometimes this just comes down to a quick shift in perspective. Take the pandemic. You see examples all around of the different ways people are coping. There is nothing easy or comfortable about this. And we still don't know how this is going to show up, what we need to do, what the world will look like going forward as a result of this experience. We can recognize that. And the feelings of stress or sadness or loss about that can be part of our experience. This isn't about suppressing or denying your feelings or the hard stuff that's happening. It's recognizing it, feeling what there is to feel, and then looking for creative, innovative, positive ways to take those difficult experiences and create something new. In our region, there's a great toy store, Piccolo Mundo Toys, and and they have shops located in the heart of several neighborhoods around. The cool thing about this toy store is that you can go in and touch and experience the toys, right? You can see them close up and and play with them and, and check out the games and all these things. They have unique items that you might not see anywhere else. So shopping there is an experience. You can test them out or see what you're talking about before you're by. And that helps you to decide whether it's going to be something you purchase or not, right? So that's the way the environment was set up before Corona. But of course, after the virus, that creates a really unsafe environment. And a toy store was not considered an essential shop. So they were closed for several weeks. You can't have people walking around in a small toy shop touching and breathing on the same stuff and getting all close together, right? I'm sure this led to some stress and concern for the business owners. I wasn't part of that dialogue, but I can only imagine. I know the stress it's caused in my business, these changes in the marketplace and the ways I've had to find to adapt and adjust. So for shopkeepers, I imagine it was very stressful. So whatever they experienced, they didn't sit in that space for very long because instead they found a way to help the community and help themselves stay in business at the same time. This toy store aligned with the schools and other community partners and created activity packs. People could buy pay for a pack of learning games and toys and other activities, the toy store employees would put these bags of activities together. And then they had alliances with area principals. So those toy packs would be distributed to other kids in need after in-person schools were canceled, right? So not only did this innovative approach keep the employees busy and the shop selling toys. It allowed the community, donors in the community, to help out their very community by buying these activity packs, right? And then these activity packs were donated to the kids in the community who needed them most, who needed a perk, who needed some way to keep engaged and learning while schools were out. 
I thought it was awesome. And the community really ramped up and jumped in to support them and the kids of the community. It, it doesn't mean that there wasn't a whole lot of stress and, and anxiety around these things, but they decided to use that energy, take a breath and respond in a mindful and innovative way. And that's what we can do in our own lives rather than getting stuck in the complaints Rather than getting stuck in the bad news, we can recognize it, feel it, and then choose a new response by choosing to focus on what can be done instead of what is wrong. It doesn't make the problems go away, but it means we become an active part of the solution. And when we do that, we feel better. And when we do the things that fuel positive emotion in our lives... We don't feel the same degree of anxiety or upset or loneliness or stress or fear. Sure, we have emotions that flitter through. But when we do the things that generate positive emotion, give ourselves a chance to feel positive emotion by making decisions and responding in specific ways we are actually more successful in the more trying times. We are more resilient, right? Look around. We see examples of this all around. And researchers from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, looked at this too. Just in recent months, they surveyed 600 American adults, people living all throughout the country. And they found, understandably, people that were feeling stressed and anxious and lonely and depressed during the pandemic. But they also found a high degree of people who are thriving, people who are feeling good, finding joy in small things, experiencing gratitude on a daily basis. While those same people also claim to feel negative emotions, they aren't stuck in them. And researchers went further. They looked at the people who were experiencing these higher degree of positive emotions, and they found that they shared several things in common. They were exercising. They're engaging in hobbies, activities they enjoy. They are making time to relax, time to pray or meditate or do other quiet, thoughtful things. And they're doing other things that flood them with good feelings. So even on their bad days, even when they're not feeling good, they're deliberately choosing actions and behaviors that will amp up those good feelings without even thinking about it right? The interesting part of this, and this is the part that I think we can all take from this, is that the people who felt stronger negative states, those who were more depressed, more lonely, more anxious and upset, experienced the greatest benefit when they did these things, when they interacted with hobbies that they enjoyed, when they made time to pray or meditate or exercise, when they did these things, they felt stronger positive emotions and allowed them to cope. So if you're feeling low, it's important to take more time to do the things that you enjoy. Do the things that are healthy for you, like exercise that create biochemical and emotional changes that help us foster good feelings. This isn't about picking happiness. This isn't about choosing to wake up in the morning and say, oh, everything's great. We know everything's not great. There are some real challenges, but it's about doing the things, choosing the activity that inspire better feelings. 
each day, no matter what we're feeling, no matter how the day is going, we can choose behaviors that will help trigger positive feeling, right? So if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you stub your toe and you're all grouchy, fine. You can feel grouchy as you walk into the kitchen, but then take a beat to practice gratitude or do a jumping jack or smile at yourself in the mirror. Choose some behavior in those low moments that generate good feeling, right? We can all do this. You can even be grouchy while you're smiling at yourself in the mirror, right? The other day, my daughter was frustrated, mostly with her mom, which would be me. And that that's a theme. She's uh, 14. And so we've been experiencing different ups and downs, for sure, like all people do. And she hopped in the shower. Showers and water baths are a really good way to inspire better feelings. She hopped in the shower and turned on the music and I could hear her singing her lungs out. And she came out a new person, right? Nothing had changed. We hadn't had any interaction. She wasn't feeling good when she got into the shower. But the music and the water got her going and she came out feeling better and amid for a better rest of the day. We had good interactions and a good day after that. So if we take care to choose deliberate actions that inspire us and uplift us, we are going to feel more positive energy. And when we're feeling that, we have less time to experience loneliness and stress, right? We're too busy coming up with creative and innovative solutions like Piccolo Mundo and so many families I know who are finding positive ways to get through the pandemic. So easier said than done? No, this is simple stuff. Even I can do it. And if I can do it, you can do it. It's a matter of choosing things that make you feel good. How do we do that? Start like this. Use your emotions as cues. Pay attention to what you're feeling, right? And get specific. Very rarely do we just feel happy. Sometimes what we're feeling is contentment or calm. Very rarely are we just hostile and angry. Sometimes we're impatient. Often we're hurt. So be very specific about what it is you're feeling. Get curious about what you're feeling. And if you need help with this, because we need a vocabulary to express our emotions, I have an emotion wheel that I just printed offline. There's a lot of them. Search for wheel of emotions. And you'll come up with a pie chart of the range of emotions we can feel. And what research shows is that when we have a greater emotional vocabulary, when we can specifically say, have a word for what we're feeling, we experience a wider range of emotion and we are more emotionally intelligent and emotionally healthy. So we have one of these pie charts of emotions, a wheel of emotion hanging on our fridge. And I go to it all the time. We are really in the society used to saying, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm fine, right? Get more specific, become aware of what you're feeling, get specific about what that is. And then you can choose a tiny baby step, small action that moves you up a notch. For instance, if you're feeling depressed, 
Can you do something that's going to help you feel bored? You don't need to go from depressed to happy immediately. That's usually not how we go. But maybe you can go from depressed to a little less depressed to the next emotion on that pie chart. If you're feeling fearful, can you go to the next emotion and just feel uncertain? or anxious? Can you move up a rung? And from there, we can slowly build back into better feelings. Make eye contact. One thing researchers have found is that we must be socially connected to be healthy, emotionally and otherwise. And you know, I've fallen back on this. I think, well, I'm in touch by text and so forth. But in the research, they've found that texting does not do it. A phone call where you actually hear the individual's voice, their tones, their ups and downs is super powerful. And so are Zoom calls or Skype, those teleconferencing programs that allow you to look at another person's face and see their eyes. So schedule your Zoom call today, right? We need meaningful connection to feel good. And when we do it, even when we're in a grouchy mood, it uplifts us. Now think about this. Haven't you experienced this already? I've been times when it just felt like a struggle. And then I go out to a happy hour with my girlfriends or during this time, I'll have a zoom call and just hearing them laugh, just hearing their tone of voice, looking at their face on the zoom call. I get off and it's been like therapy for an hour. I feel so much better. So make eye contact, even virtual eye contact, listen to their voice, and that will help you create meaningful connection. And meaningful connection leads to positive emotion without you even doing anything. Powerful stuff, right? All right. Here's another thing to keep in mind. Stay off social media. The researchers at University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, found that while all these choices and behaviors and actions, like meaningful social connection and exercise and engaging in interesting hobbies can contribute to better feelings, social media does not. Right? Scrolling through social media and looking at the posts and the news of the day is actually contributing at a higher rate to strong negative feelings. In fact, the mindless way we search social media and scroll through the posts actually contributes to higher rates of unhappiness and anxiety. Don't do it. Take a social media break. I have limited my contact on social media now. I still love it, but I limit the time I spend on it because I feel better. I also don't watch television news. I get my news from uh, the New York Times and sources that I read, links that I see online and so forth. Um, another thing that has happened here inadvertently is when I was getting ready for a Zoom call with my family, we were bringing talents to the call, <laughs> kind of silly stuff just to keep the family entertained. And I picked up the ukulele and I started playing. And that night after the call, I didn't put the ukulele away. I left it in a corner next to my desk just because I was lazy. The next day I find myself, instead of scrolling on Facebook, picking up that ukulele and strumming for a few minutes between work tasks. When I was on a break from work, instead of flipping to Facebook as a distraction, I'd pick up the ukulele. It would just be two or three minutes at a time. That has now become a habit that has 
lifted my mood and made my life so much more fun. Now, I'm a very bad ukulele player, but it makes me happy. It's hard to have a bad day when you're listening to upbeat ukulele music, or at least strumming, right? I don't know if what I do can be called music, but I can strum that sucker. I leave it in the corner by my desk. When I take a break from work, I pick it up. I strum for, you know, three, five, ten minutes. And then I get back to work or I get back to the household chores or whatever. And it has made me feeling so much better. And I didn't even know it in the beginning. It was just something I was doing. But I realized that when I filled in the gaps of my life with positive activity, with hobbies, like the researchers said, that I enjoy... Instead of frittering away the time on social media or online, I felt better. That wasn't my intention. I didn't realize that was happening, but I totally felt the change. So find a positive distraction. Use that five-minute break to indulge in your hobby or write in your journal or go for a walk or go out on the back deck. Something that is going to help infuse you with positive emotion and you'll feel better without even thinking about it. Makes sense, right? When I say this stuff out loud, I think, yeah, duh, why wasn't I doing that all along? But sometimes I just have to read something a new way or hear it a new way, see different research, and it's like, yes, no wonder that works. I can do that. This is practical stuff, right? Another thing worth thinking about, if you're feeling very low or anxious and can't seem to get out of that cycle, um, antidepressants, uh, professional counseling and therapy can really be and assist to get you over that hump and back to baseline. I've used both in my life. Um, I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice. I'm not going to judge that for you. But I'm just saying, get over the stigma. Get the help you need from professionals who are trained to support us. I think it's always worth our while. And finally, along those lines of getting the help you need, be the helper as well. We know from research and this recent stuff from University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill too, that when we help each other, when we go out of our way to do good deeds, to donate, volunteer, send encouraging emails, we, we wrote letters to people who are quarantined in the nursing homes. And I'm sure it made us feel better than it made them. Uh, sweep a neighbor's porch, as they talk about in Eastern cultures. When you're feeling really bad about your life, Go outside and sweep a neighbor's porch. Give to somebody else and you will feel better. It's one of those things you can do even while you're in a grouchy mood. But in the end, it will boost your positive energy and really help out others. So there are all kinds of small ways that we can feel better in our lives. Don't worry about boosting your mood. Choose activities and behaviors that are positive and encouraging, and your mood will rise with that. We can elevate the experiences of our lives. And when we do that, we elevate our lives. Barbara Fredrickson, the well-known researcher and the director of the PEP Lab, says that our ability to bounce back from setbacks and difficulty, hello life, here we are in a setback and difficulty, is formed not by our denial or avoidance of the negative circumstances, but by increasing our positive emotions so we can draw on them when we face challenges. Right? We're not going to end 
the heartache in the world. We're not going to overcome all the adversity. Life isn't something to figure out. It's something to experience. So no matter what it is we are facing, no matter what it is we're experiencing, we can build positive emotions so they support us when we're facing those hardships. You know what they call this? They call this resilience, right? We're developing some now. So choose the behaviors in your life today so that when you need them, the positive emotion is there to support you to get through it. Listen, this isn't just about living through a pandemic. It's about life schooling, right? What my daughter, what my family is learning today isn't just about getting through this year. It's about getting through everything, challenge, adversity, obstacles. These aren't going away. I'm not even sure I want them to go away. It's where we grow and learn to support ourselves and each other. This stuff is hard, but it's not going away. But guess what? The hard stuff doesn't have to devastate us. Choose to do the things that add in the positive emotion and you'll feel better no matter what you face, right? That brings us to the simply start part of the program where we talk about how to get into this today. I got a couple of ideas for you. The first one is get off social media, try it for one day. And if that feels like too tall of an order, limit your time to maybe an hour for the entire day. And every time you're compelled to go on social media to look at Twitter or Facebook or what Insta, whatever it is for you, then do something that you've wanted to do, but have been putting off. Like pick up that ukulele, right? For years, I was saying, well, I should get back to playing the ukulele. Well, now is the time. Or pick up the watercolors or a good book and read for five minutes or play cards with your kids or go out for a walk. Instead of getting on social media, find a distracting, positive, fun activity to fill the time. And do this for the week and see how you feel. Let it become a habit and see how you feel. I would bet that you feel a whole lot better. And soon you won't even be missing scrolling through those posts, right? I still go on Facebook once in a while, but my time is spent doing the things that build me up. And I like it. It makes me better around here. It makes me more relaxed and makes life a little more fun during this time. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment where I share my favorite things. And today is part public service announcement and part super cool website. All right. So here's the thing. Please wear a mask. Put on a mask. I think it makes a difference. I think it makes a big difference. And I think it's a thing we need to turn the corner. Even if you don't think it makes a difference for you. Would you do it for other people? Can you consider that? That's the act of kindness. When you deliberately wear your mask when you're in the grocery store in Oregon, we are required to wear them everywhere. But wherever you go, put on a mask. And when you do, take a beat to think about what you are doing. What you are doing is actually helping out other people. This is not about you at this point. You are showing kindness. And we know that when we approach it like that, when we give to others, when we do something to help each other out, we get the benefit too, right? We open up the floodgates of positive emotion, those things that help us get through our day. So next time you put on a mask, instead of complaining about the requirement or that everybody's overreacting, 
Think about someone you love. Put on your mask mindfully and think, ha, huh, I'm doing this for my mom, right? Or I'm doing this for my friend who's high risk. I'm high risk. When you wear a mask, you're helping me. I have an autoimmune disorder. I have rheumatoid arthritis. That puts me in a high risk category. I don't want this. I'm wearing a mask to make sure I don't give it to you. And when you wear a mask, you're making sure you're protecting me too. And thank you for that. Deliberately put on your mask and recognize that what you're doing is helping to make the world better for the rest of us. And that's something to feel good about, right? And that's the public service announcement. But this is a really cool site I want you to check out. It's a video at www.video.nhpbs. It's the PBS or organization. It's a digital site for them. And I'll put this in the show notes because you totally need to take a view of this and a listen to this. It's fascinating, but it's video.nhpbs.org. And then search for why masks work. And it's a slow motion video that shows what happens when we cough and talk and how the particles, it's a close-up video that show how the particles are released from our mouth and how the masks work. Now, this is a cool site. The NHPBS site has a whole bunch of other videos about Antarctic and uh, insects and space, all kinds of awesome things. So that's a Simply Nifty site. It kind (laughs) of make you rethink things a little bit all the time, not just in the days of Corona. Thanks for tuning in today. A lot to think about here. Let me know what you're doing that makes you feel good. You can find me on Facebook at Polly Campbell Author and on Twitter at PL Campbell. And this week, be sure to add in some engaging hobbies or get out in the garden, get some exercise in, go for a walk around the neighborhood or maybe connect with friends over a Zoom call. Those positive actions and behaviors lead to positive emotion and that builds resilience and helps us get through even the toughest times. I think that will help us all live well, do good and be happy. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Yeah.